Welcome to the Mudhorn Clan Cast on the Fangirl Zone. I'm Beskar Dave. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. And today we're talking about Chapter 4 of Season 1 of the Book of Boba Fett titled The Gathering Storm. Written by John Favreau and directed by Kevin Tancheron. He's Sounds like an alien species. <laughs> he switched from Marvel. Well, uh, I guess he didn't because that's all under Disney now. So <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's all one big umbrella. The mouse yep. house. Yep. <laughs> all right. Let's get on to some initial reactions. Hey, Sean, what do you think? <laughs> like, dislike, thumbs up, I thumbs down. did like it. I had a big question mark over my head for part of it. <laughs> oh, really? Not a light bulb? Yeah, no, big question mark walking around like one of my characters on Animal Crossing. I'm like, wait, what? I'm confused. <laughs> and I just kind of wonder if everything that comes out of the ground looks like a Muppet, basically, because they all have like the same kind of mouth. So that's it. But I did like it. Maybe I like they how just it's repurposed the same thing. You know what? They may have. It's like, oh, let's add a couple things here and then that'll work better. So yeah, definitely liked it. Like how it's moving the story forward. I mean, obviously we're getting more past than present. Yeah. And I had noticed a couple things and I'm like, maybe it's just lighting. I thought things were kind of weird in the bar, which we'll talk about later. Okay. Steve-O. Well, let's hope this is the last back to tank we have to visit. <laughs> Sounds he had like eyebrows, it. so I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully the backstory is now completed and we can really start to move forward with the story in the last three episodes of the season. So yeah, it should be wild. And boy, I kept hearing a familiar tune in this episode. Oh, yeah. Twice. Yes. So that kind of gives me a excited feeling thinking that who might be showing up before uh, this is over with. It'll flip some people out. Yes. And I hope it's more than one. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it too. I had it rated lower. We'll get to ratings next. But after watching it the second time, I rated it higher. I just love the action sequence and a total BA moves by Fennec Shand. So I rated it a little higher. And uh, yeah, so I thought it was pretty good. We'll get to ratings now, Steve. Uh, oops, sorry, Sean. I stepped on your ratings. <laughs> <laughs> you got your reactions in my ratings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Steve, what did you want to rate this episode? Well, I gave it 3.5 out of 5. Kitchen droid goes full General Grievous. Wow. <laughs> That's a good one. Hey, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, kudos, kudos. Dave, what rating? Since we are actually rating. Yeah, we actually are now. Well, I boosted, I was going to give it three out of five, but now I boosted up to four out of five strands of hair across Fennec's face. Oh, Oh, you're such a romantic at heart. Yes. What what do we have? We wouldn't have an episode if she didn't have a couple of sexy strands of hair going across her face and that smoky look. Well, you know, she's a trifecta in the Disneyverse. She's been. Oh, absolutely. Star Wars, Marvel, Disney Princess. So, yeah, she's got it. Yeah. I gave it three little rat catchers because of the questions that I had. Could have been lower, possibly, because I was confused with some parts, but I feel like the little rat catcher bunny kind of made it for me, so that put it over the edge. Looks cute. He shuts himself off. Yeah. Do you know who I am? So I'm yeah. Dead. Well, that's it. Use my navel button. <laughs> yeah, but bloop. Oh, okay. You're you. Never mind. Bye. <laughs> All right. Well, let's give our glorious 
but <laughs> short recap, Boba partners with Fennec Shan. Wow, the that's back brilliant. Story. That's brilliant. <laughs> it didn't give anything away. No. <laughs> so, there's still a lot of disgust. I'm like you guys. Even if I gave it a four out of five, I uh, still appreciate all that action. But the backstory is getting a little old. So uh, hopefully they filled in everything right now. And the episode starts out with a back-to-back dreamland. Jeez, again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's getting it behind him. And this is a darkly lit episode. There was a lot of nighttime stuff. And yeah, I had to he's... turn off the extra lights in, in the living room so I can watch it. Because I'm like, yeah. what's happening? Yeah, if it wasn't for the night scopes and campfires be able to see anything even boba fett later on he says i can't see a thing i agree though 100 percent with that yeah starts out by uh, scouting jabba's palace at a distance too many guards i think he's uh intimidated by too many guards because he doesn't have his armor i think he is right yeah normally he'd just be like i'm gonna blow everybody up <laughs> yeah. he does have a flair for the dramatic because we see distant light over the horizon you guys get that one do you, do you hear that pun? Yes. Get it? <laughs> a couple of flares go off. So he sprints, I mean, absolutely flies to the scene where he finds Fennec lying up, which is something we saw in the Mandalorian. Mandalorian reference. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, ding, ding, Trying ding. To bring it and back the around. tune. Yep. Yeah. And the tune. Yep. Our first one, at least. So at least they tied that together. Right. Spots the flares, takes off, finds Fennec. I thought it was interesting then, too, how they're going to tie in the mods then. Right. With him taking her, because I don't remember if they actually said it in The Mandalorian. I may have just forgotten that they did. Like, I know she said he saved my life, but I don't remember if she's like, look it, he did this to me, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Had me turn into a cyborg. Yeah. (laughs) No, she did mention that, I think she said she was better than what she was before. And Uh, he kind of... Snickers. (laughs) Yeah, kind of cloned her because she's not all human now. (laughs) Yeah, I I love the, oh, you should have started with that. It's like, she's dying. Oh, yeah. Bag of money. Oh. Yeah. I wrote down in my notes, parts doctor, but apparently on IMDB, it's called the modifier. Yeah. Just modifier. That sounds way more, like, dramatic. Come on. Where are you going? Now we go. You call Thundercat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And there was somebody else special in that scene as he's walking up to the modifier's place. Who'd you spot, Steve? Yeah, that little it. boy that they held the camera on for a couple of seconds. Oh, yeah? That was Ming-Na Wen's son. Aww. No. I'm going to yes. watch it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, I didn't catch any kid. <laughs> but then again, oh, you know what he said dark. to her? He said, hey, mom, any parts for me? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like I said, at least with the back, the, we finally get that he's done. We we get his eyebrows grown back in full. So I guess that's like, look it, my eyebrows are back. We're good to yeah. go. This Funko doll can have eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> hey, early ones didn't it have looked it. so weird without eyebrows, though, this whole time. Like, it looked like his brow was really protruding out. So it was just so strange. Because I'm sure he didn't shave him off. That would have been itchy and awkward. His face doesn't look like it's been through a sander or, or pencil sharpener anymore. <laughs> either. 
I will tell you, a lot of people, when you look on Twitter and stuff, they were so mad about all the backstory. But we did have to know how we got to this point. But I think the way you kind of pointed it out, it's like, okay, are they finally done with the backstory? Because it's almost like it's a little too much backstory. Because that's where I had some questions was with the backstory, which we will get to. Because that really falls with the next part. If I had a prediction to make, I doubt we're done. (laughs) 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 There's always something. That's true. We'll find out. Uh, at least he won't have Karstan pulling him out of the back to tank anymore. Yeah, and eventually we'll get to the part where he probably snuck in. Fennec wakes up by the, the dark campfire, and he tells her that uh, he was part of a tribe, right? The Tuscans, and that the right. Nitko speed bikers had killed his, he didn't say family, but his tribe, actually. And Fennec doubts it. He goes, what? Are we missing something there? But she does agree to, to help him, but uh, her debt will be paid by saving her if she helps him here, which she will. But I think did, she was more surprised, not that the Tuscans were killed, but that it was just like a biker gang. Yeah. That's what I took from it, like that it was more than just that. Right. Yeah, I agree. She definitely made it sound like it wasn't just some gang that took him out. So, yeah, it very well could have been a group of pikes that took him out like that. Well, they found that painted symbol on there that could have been counterfeited, right. too, though. Yeah. Anybody could do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, remind me to give you the theory that we worked out at the local comic book shop about what's going on <laughs> in the background. In the last episode, we talked about who's pulling the strings. So right. I, I got a theory to share at the end. Okay. Okay. Anyway, moving on, Fennec uses a flying droid ball, I think, yeah. as well, and gets into, I keep calling it Jabba's Palace. I'm going to call it Jabba's Palace. Well, I mean, that's what everybody knows it is. Yeah. And that thing is pretty cool. And it mapped out the whole thing. And it, but oh, we also huh. had, what's that? I'm sorry, I love how it's like hiding behind things like, oh, something's coming. Like, that's a heck of a little drone there. It's like, oh, hi, let me duck down here. Yeah, that thing was cool. I don't know if we had a name for it. Did it have a name? Uh, it didn't talk. You should destroy Huh? Flying thingy? <laughs> flying Flying thingy. round thingy? <laughs> That's a technical term, but... Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> probe well, droid. Yeah, probe droid. I'm, I'm sure if we go to Entertainment Earth later, you can buy one. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have it. And as they wrap up the campfire scene, first they look at the, the layout of everything and all the guards, and the Fennec comes up with a plan. He goes into lamenting his Tuscan friends and how many guards, and she comes up with the idea of the time to patrol and so they can get in there quickly. But uh, the sad part was he had to say goodbye to his Bantha. Yeah. Like, oh, you probably buy baby Banthas at uh, Entertainment Earth, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what's up with the Dr. Doolittle like, vibe we're getting all of a sudden? Yeah. It's like, what? Oh, oh. You ever knew about his love of animals? Yeah, this was not apparent ever previous to these couple episodes. Like, what do you think of that, Steve? <laughs> yeah, I loved how Phoenix said, are you sure you want to do that? Because <laughs> if we aren't able to retrieve your ship, it's going to be a long walk home. <laughs> so I guess he knew who she was when he yeah. found her. Yeah. The master assassin. Yeah. Fennec Chan. Proves to be a crack shot. So she's got a plan. Wait till the guards kind of spread out a little. And she finds an entrance. And that answers the question how Fennec got in there, I guess. Is that what you're thinking, too? They they take the secret rat entrance. She cuts the bars. And I, I said, well, now we know how Chrysanthemum got in there. Do you guys think the same thing? Oh. See, I was thinking that he just, like, I don't know, climbed or something or had somebody, like, okay, you're going to do a halo jump kind of thing. <laughs> I, think, 
I thought he was coming in off the balcony, but it makes so- more sense because it's like, oh, I got in this way. Nobody's going to think of this. I'll just fix this instead of like reinforcing something. So, yeah, that actually makes more sense. What do you think, Steve? Well, normally I would say yes, but because Boba and Finnick are the ones who broke in, you would think once they took over, that'd be the first thing they'd fix. So nobody else would get in that way. Well, you'd think. <laughs> I hope they touch on that in the next episode or show them down there welding it closed. Well, I thought you were going to fix it. <laughs> Either that, they'll have the little, what do they call it, a bunny? Yeah. <laughs> rat, yeah. Bunny rat catcher go on patrol down there. Didn't they call them bunny droids in uh, the one animated one? Did they? I don't know. I, I could just have been calling it bunny droids this whole time and not think about anything else. I get the feeling that sewage tunnel kind of stunk. So many hoops, one of them made a face. I think it was Fennec made the face like, ugh, pew. Maybe it was Boba behind her. Yeah, because he went in second. I, yeah. Like, oh, great. Kind yeah. of thing. No. We should get a big black Wookiee to climb through here like a pipe cleaner. <laughs> Clean it out. Yeah, because, I mean, he wouldn't have smelled them coming then, because he's in the <laughs> tank. Yeah. Yeah, now but- I'm just thinking wet dog kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so they sneak up through the floor, and the the two droid, one's the chef, the other one's the sous chef, which I thought was hilarious. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they get they go to get the rat catcher, but Boba... He killed the first one? He took the first one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Fennec snuck. I guess Boba was the distraction. And right. Fennec did some more pipe cleaning or pipe chopping. Yes. To kill that droid. Took the head off of the, uh, <laughs> the one Grievous was droid. Yeah. Right, right on the salad. <laughs> and all those. And it was just was. hilarious watching Boba chasing that the rat, rat catcher. catcher droid. I know. That thing climbed through the fire, too. Yes. I kind of wanted him to be like, ow, ow, ow. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Lift his feet up. I thought they were funny, though. That that was a nice little comedic moment, though, because yeah. there's so much action and a lot of tense stuff going on in this. It's like, oh, okay, we get a little bit of ha-ha-ha. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you need that. Just to, yeah. It's like, oh, okay, bring it back down. All right, we know what's happening. We're good. Yeah, and Fennec was a little perturbed that <laughs> she kind of goes, are you done now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that we're uh, making all kinds of racket, giving ourselves away here. This was supposed to be a, a stealth mission. <laughs> Ruining that my play. Happen? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I'm not what sure set off the alarm. I mean, we had the, <laughs> the sobbing droid scene that bunny droid cries, and they go hunting for slave one and find it. They knew where it was, but did, did they tip something off to let the guards know? I think it was just the noise in the kitchen. Yeah, that they figured somebody was there. Maybe they're wondering where dinner was, <laughs> and they walked in there. What the hell's dinner? <laughs> and it's yeah. not slave one anymore. No, it's the fire spray, which is the class of ship. Right. Fire spray, I think N33 or something like that. Or I'm just getting numbers with masks mixed up. I don't know. But I know a lot of people were mad about that. Yeah, that was a Disney modification, I'm sure. That was the fire spray 31. Fire spray 31. Wow. See, I knew it was close. Anyway, that the subsequent scene where they're having to battle all these guards to come gathering in there. And it's a big old shootout where Boba makes a, a run for the ship. There's just one more guard after another. He has to level up to the next one until a boss comes along or something. Another game type of scene. But, wow, what a, a scene for Fennec, right? She's a crack shot. She was picking everybody off. Oh, absolutely she was. One shot. She wasn't missing, unlike the rest of them. <laughs> In that fight scene on the ramp, when they're trying to take off, and she spots how to shut the door, or open the door, I should say. Right. I'm trying to figure out, like, you're literally, like, running your ship into walls and crap. How is it, like, <laughs> not falling apart? 
And the more I think about it, I'm like, this is a horrible design for a ship. Like, you have to crawl in and then lay down, and you can't see anything around you. So, again, that was one of my question marks. Now, I remember thinking that when we see young Boba, like, get in, he has to stand on the back of the chair to, like, look to see what's going on. But it's like, the more I think about it, I'm like, this is just a terrible design. Yes. Yeah, (laughs) it is. I mean, it looks badass, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. Nothing else flies like that. Everyone's just, like, sitting like they're in a fighter plane or something. Yeah, it's like, no, let me get in and lay down and look straight at the ceiling and see nothing about where I need to go. (laughs) Right. And at least he addresses that. He does say to Fennec, like, as she's like, what the hell's going on? He's like, I can't see anything. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, thank you for at least addressing that finally. Yeah. Didn't it have spotlights? I thought it had spotlights. Guess not. Well, it has some light. Desk well, light. Yeah, but he's looking at the ceiling, so he doesn't know where he's going. Because the <laughs> cockpit doesn't, like, rotate. Like, maybe there's a thought. Right. Have it yeah. rotate so you can see. And then rotate back. Yeah. Be in a position where you're not laying there going, oh, okay. Hey, how you doing back there? Yeah. What's going on? So Fennec shoots the counterweight. The door opens. They fly off. And she says she wants to go along for the ride. He says he has something to attend to. Yeah. You know, the bikers. What'd you think of that scene? Do you think it was a little vicious? I thought uh, Fennec liked it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She liked it. I thought he was going to at least question one of them. Yeah, me too. Information. That they were going to land and say, "Who are you working yeah. for?" Yeah, yeah that really would have been that. probably been very useful to at least try to get some information. But no, it was vengeance and be done with it. Could have found out if uh, that was really them that killed the Tuscans. Right. Yeah, this is where one of my many questions came in. Like I said, first the ship and then this. It's like, wait, you don't want to talk to any of them? Find out who the big boss is? Because I don't think they're bright enough for this. Who are they working for? Who's pointing them to do these things? Well, I could come up with our the theory is that we, we worked out at the comic book shop. Want me to share it now? Sure. Sure. Crimson Dawn. Okay. Is running <laughs> huh? everything? Yeah. I hmm. think, and I wonder if we're going to see Kira. I can't remember the Darth Maul hint in this was, but I'm pretty sure that he's not around anymore. So that would mean Kira, I think that's how you pronounce her name, would be the boss of that. So we think it's Crimson Dawn that's pulling all the strings. I like it. Interesting. Yeah. It has to be somebody. Yeah, because like I said, I'm not sure where our timeline is as to where who's in charge, who's alive, who's not. Died on a, a mission to Tatooine. And I forgot who killed him. I don't know. It was because he used to run Crimson Dawn and Kira took it over after him. So that would explain their presence on Tatooine anyway. Right. And it would also fill the gap. Who's the leader, the mysterious leader of this say? I mean, our last episode, we thought it was just could be just one person, but maybe it's well, it, it still could be one person. It could be Kira, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, as head of Crimson Dawn and make sure all the other families fight against each other. As we find out in this episode, these guys don't like sticking together. The crime families on the planet, even when the planet's fate is at stake, they just leave it to Boba, jumping ahead a little there. I wonder if that's what Kira and, and Crimson Dawn want. Maybe that's their plan. Now I would sure. just be like, looking at yeah. it totally different thing, like <laughs> trying to find clues that Crimson Dawn is there. Ah, more rabbit holes. They were there when uh, 
Darth Maul was there. And since we're having a, a gathering, I mean, the Hutt's chickened out. Pikes think they know what they're doing. Boba wants to save the planet. None of the crime families want to join him. Right. So somebody's pulling the strings here. Yeah. <laughs> that was our best guess. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, we go back to the Sarlacc pit again. Again, yeah. Again. Okay. And again, this is where the biggest question mark was above my head. But please proceed. So that's where his Beskar arm is in. And Bennett goes, well... I doubt it. It's probably long digested by now. And he's like, not Beskar. And then kind of growls yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling it was dead. I it's thought it like, was dead. Yeah. Nothing else to eat. It just waits for something to, to come by so he can just gulp at it or something. Who knows? Oh, my God. I know it's everything. Now I'm worried about Santa. thousand years to digest. He's not, yeah. it's not that starving. <laughs> yeah, really. Okay. Anyway. So I'm trying to figure out the whole armor thing because he crawled out with it on. And then the Jawas took it. Did he forget that? Or is there yeah. something more? Or Because we see him get it back. Had nothing to do with the Sarlacc pit. Right. So I blinked. I'm like, mark. what I, I, yeah, I blinked. I like, what did I miss something? No, yeah, the Jawas took it. Yeah. When he kept going, he got out of the pit, but apparently he wasn't conscious at that time. Mm. So he thought it was just you know, when he finally woke up, it wasn't on him. So the only thing he could think of is, well, it must have came off as I was getting out. So he must have had a blackout then because he crawled right. out of the sand with it. He okay. Yeah. Because that's, that's where I weird. had like the big question mark. I'm like, you were wearing it. It's <laughs> your life. Literally, what are you talking about? Well, he did say to Fennec earlier, I, I need brains and brawn. Maybe he, it's not so good at either. And I love, again, the whole bad ship design as they flip totally over. It's like, oh, let me look down. Yeah. The uh, Sarlacc <laughs> snap, snaps at the shield. And I call it tongue tentacle. It grabs it. <laughs> yep. And uh, Fennec has to unstrap herself. And of course, she heads right down onto the cockpit cover. And then there's a thing snapping at her. She rolls the bomb down there, which is pretty cool. I love the noise it makes when it goes off. I thought it was a whole awesome sequence. And what does Boba say? Don't touch my button. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't touch my stuff. I know. Hopefully he was just being playfully sarcastic. Probably more like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, really. I know. It was a pretty good episode for her. Yes. Oh, absolutely it was. I'm still trying to get past the weird worm Muppet. Because it just reminded me of the same thing that was in, was it Return of the Jedi? When they were on the moon or on the one asteroid? Yeah. And then they come out and the thing like snaps up and snaps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, good good for you guys reusing everything. I don't know. Yeah, I just not everybody liked the uh, beak that the Sarlacc had. That's for sure. Yeah. That's... And it returns in this episode. So it was like, okay, or whatever. Mm. <laughs> well, thanks to Finnick Boba to offer the job. Better with brains and muscles. She counters that she's uh, better going out on her own. But he's yeah, says, independent contract. Yeah, right. But, but he, he says, yeah, I love his line. He basically pledges to protect her if she does work with him. And you got to have your tribe. Right. Yeah. That kind of surprised me because I think that's what actually got her attention more than anything. Right. Like, I don't know if it's she's still trying to be like this hard ass, like, I'm a master assassin. I don't need anybody. Yeah. But then when he says that and he's just like totally cool with it and she's seen, like I said, the whole Dr. Doolittle thing. <laughs> that's expanded, obviously, with 
our other creatures. So I'm wondering if she's seeing a side like, oh, maybe I don't have to constantly worry about somebody trying to kill me right this minute. Like, Right, yeah. I'll be a family. I know there's a lot of people out there that just want Bobby to be the lone warrior. That's all he was. And now <laughs> he's totally changed because he got, he's got pets and yeah. a tribe. <laughs> Do you find that believable? Are you with it or whatever? Well, Mando had the you know baby Yoda, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just need that one thing to make you happy, I guess. Aww. Yeah, well, and, and even Mando has basically gathered a little tribe of his own during you know the second season of The Mandalorian was got all these other people showing up and he's got some allies that he can count on now so yeah and it makes sense to me because of what he experienced with the tuscans i think if we wouldn't have gotten that flashback of what he experienced with the tuscans then it might be a little harder to to buy into but seeing that we did yeah i'm all in all right cool yeah that sounds good to me too so we get to the last third act i guess you can call it they go into town and they end up at uh, i didn't catch the name of the bar or and if they said it i forgot it (laughs) (laughs) casino the casino yeah and uh chrysanthemum's there the band's playing and there's a lot of Trandoshans? Is that what they yep. are? Yeah, yep. okay. And he clobbers them. <laughs> he actually tears into the guy. I'm not exactly sure what set him off, but he's just looking at him like, ah, I need to tear something to pieces. I yes. think he was just mad that somebody was having fun. Right. He's Absolutely. Like, How dare they? Cause, yeah. you know, and he's drinking, so obviously we know he's a mean drunk at this point. Yes. Oh, so. <laughs> and, you know, if you've ever been to a casino, you see those people. Like, they want to start crap with somebody yeah. who's winning and having fun. Or yeah, maybe... he has been on the losing yeah. end for a bit, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So maybe he's just a jackass. I mean, it could be either one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to like how Garza Whip uses what I, I wrote in my nose, child psychology on him. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're a big boy. You're a happy boy. You're so successful. This was the part I said, I noticed something like, did you notice her, I don't want to call them tentacles, but like, basically, what are they? Coming off her head? Like, I swear to God, they were changing yeah. color. It almost looked like it was like blushing red, like as wow. she was talking, like getting, like she was a little flustered. It could have just been the lighting, but that's what it looked like to me. Like she's talking to him and they're getting a little darker and she's like, okay, I can do this. Let me do soothing tones. And, <laughs> uh, okay, well, all right, that didn't work. And then it's like back to normal, but it could have just been the lighting yeah he growls doesn't take her off her they leave and she's like hit it mac but boba (laughs) chases him down outside the street and basically offers him a job yeah now i loved it with boba because as soon as kirstan rips the guy's arm off (laughs) boba looks at at her and says good try yeah (laughs) yeah it was worth a shot i love that (laughs) (laughs) and yeah she just i just thought it was funny because she's just like of course okay Hit it, Max. So I guess in the the final scene, we're getting winding it down. They have the crime families together, and Boba talks about the Pikes, and Fennec speaks for him. You know, you owe this guy. He's got a plan. None of you guys. You know, there is trouble on the horizon. There is a duh, gathering storm. They're like, blah, 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 blah. And then in the ultimate awesome move, they turns out the table is over the Rancor pit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. When I yes. see the claws and little growl. And he's just like, what? He's just hungry. That's my boy. <laughs> Yeah, he's hungry. Drops down a little food. While keeping eye contact with them. Like, yeah, yeah, he's just hungry. 
So, shall we discuss what we were talking about a moment ago? Yeah. If I was them, I'd have said, no, I'm done. See you later. (laughs) That's pretty much what they did. I thought thought at least one or two of those fans would join in. Like, this guy's going. But they all said, no, they just proclaimed their neutrality. Right, which, yeah, I love Penny. You believe him? Not only no, but hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Hopefully she has more of those flying black balls that can keep an eye on people. (laughs) Yeah. I thought she was going to, like, tag them somehow. Or I right. was yeah. to be like, does a banta crap on the sands? You know? It's yeah. Like, yeah. Do you believe him? Well, no. This is not going to work out. Oh, they're going to betray us somehow. So if Boba's going to carry the fight alone, well, not alone alone, he's still got his own little tribe. And then she mentions uh, some more muscle. And he says he's got a lot of credits. Credits yep. can buy muscle and cue the music. Yes. <laughs> okay, you guys are going to have to fill me in because I have no idea who this might mean. From the music? It was the Mandalorian theme, so it's oh, got to be it Mando. Oh, it just didn't click in. Yeah. yeah. I, I, okay. That, that would be a huge, huge crossover. I mean, we've already had a crossover, so why not? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. This would help to... us pick right up okay. where what Mando did after sending baby Grogu on his way. Yeah, he's got time oh, on his but, hands now. But he can also have, why am I forgetting her name? Katie Sackhoff's character. And those Mandalorians Ahsoka. come help. No, not Ahsoka. No, not Ahsoka. But, um, That's Rosario Dawson's geez, character. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm having a total brain fart. Yeah, but, me too. like her and the other Mandalorians. Right. But, ooh, ooh, this could be interesting. See, I didn't catch the music. Sorry. I mean, I heard it, but it wasn't like click, click. (laughs) I don't know how that could not click. That whistle, you just (laughs) immediately go, bing, 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 bing. Yeah, that was a holy, you know what, (laughs) blankety blank moment for me. Like, well, I got to see him now. Yes, they don't play that theme and not have him show up. I'm sorry. Yeah, that would be dumb. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to get Timothy Oliphant's character back, too. Oh, I thought of that, too. Yeah, that a lot of people nice. were... Like, bring them all. Wanting the sheriff back, that's for sure. He'll have to make a quip about how's the armor fitting. Looks good. Yeah. <laughs> Wish I had a suit. I'm still trying to figure out if they're going to ever tell us who actually shot whichever one of them in the crotch, since there was a ding in the cod piece. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody was pissed. Didn't notice. (laughs) It was pointed out online that they're like, okay, I want to know who was pissed enough to be like, all right, you know what? Groin shot it is. (laughs) He could have been jumping. Oh, that would have been worse, wouldn't it? I mean, <laughs> like he hit something. I just understand the area is quite sensitive, is all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, any more thoughts on this episode? I don't think so. Kind of emptied the Sarlacc pit on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I emptied my questions. <laughs> Well, as always, our friend Fred from the Netherlands has provided us some feedback on this episode. So let's hear what he thought about it. Hello, Sean, Steve and Dave and all listeners to the Fan Girl Zone. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for the book of Boba Fett, chapter 4. Actually, I can be quite short in this because I like this episode very much, but it's all about the story how Fennec Shand and Boba Fett got to know each other and how she got connected to him and not just for a little while but for much longer. It's a kind of Boba Fett Fennec origin story. Really nice. And Mingna Wen of course plays this role very well. In this episode I just got very confused about the hangar door because it's going down and actually when Fennec Shand is shooting the weight of the door the door goes down into the ground and I thought 
I saw it coming from above when, for instance, the Hut twins came to see Boba Fett. And in the meanwhile, I also went back to Return of the Jedi, the movie, and I also saw the hangar door coming there from above. But actually, that's on top of the hill. Somebody else had to explain it to me. That's on top of the hill, and where is this hangar door where Boba Fett goes out with his spaceship? It's the backside, actually, of the palace, and there is a, obviously a second hangar door. Okay, that's all for this time. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. Thank you, Fred, for that great feedback. <laughs> I'm glad he was able to work it out. Yeah, <laughs> that was <laughs> good. lying awake thinking about hangar doors. This is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was nice to see how Finnick and Boba became a team. We still need more of Ming-Na Wen being a BA. Finnick is still being massively underused as far as I'm concerned. That just because I'm a big fan of Ming-Na Wen. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be nice to sneak it in there for you, Steve. I certainly hope so. <laughs> well, any other thoughts on Fred's feedback? No, I'm glad Ooh. you figured it out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yep, definitely glad you figured out which door was which. Well, looking forward to hearing from you again. Thanks, Thanks Fred. Fred. Thanks, Fred. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. You can send your feedback via email or audio to contact us at fangirlzone.com. Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast with good ratings and reviews. It helps other fans of the show find us as there are plenty of other Star Wars podcasts out there. Tell your friends and I hope you're enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcasts. And we have several of them over at www.fangirlzone.com where you can find our contacts page as well and all of the ways to get a hold of us. Don't forget to check out some of the other podcasts that will be participating in Star Wars Podcast Day along with us. You can check them out over on Instagram. Just look up Star Wars Pod and you will find all of them. There's a ton and some of them are so interesting and I love the idea. We're talking about this and some crazy ideas and giving you our thoughts. Some of them are talking about super deep dive rabbit holes. So maybe we need to tie some of them in so I can understand some of the stuff that's happening. <laughs> but if you feel like going down some rabbit holes, they're there. And Star Wars Podcast Day is coming soon. So listen to them, listen to us, tell your friends, let us know your thoughts. We are super excited about everything. And will the Mandalorian be showing up? I feel like we need to go old timey radio and be like, next time on the <laughs> Book of Boba Fett. But we'll see what happens. So for this episode of the Mudhorn Clan cast, I'm Steve. I'm tired of working for idiots who are going to get me killed. That's more than just Star Wars. I'm just saying. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And has anybody seen the Rat Catcher? And this is Beskar Dave. I had a couple of closing endings, but I picked this one. Did you guys know this was the only episode where we had a back-to-back, back-to-back-to, belching banthas, blasting bikers, Beskar wearing bobas, and a busty beals? <laughs> <laughs> There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. 
for the next hour. Sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. 